Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman and Robin, Aquaman, Black Vulcan, Samurai, Apache Chief, El Dorado. Together they form the world's greatest force, dedicated to truth, peace and justice for all mankind. These are the Super Yes, the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Yes, the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will bow down before me. Yes, the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. Yes, the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Lee Rowe, and my co-host. This is Eli, the boy wonder. Yep, and we're back. And yeah, do we have a very special podcast for you uh, this evening. It's not just a regular podcast, but we're going to have a special where we're going to talk about Justice League. The Justice League movie 2017 that we've all been waiting for, for the most part, pretty much all of our lives. And that was finally here, a movie that we never thought was going to exist. And, yeah, like I said, we can just dive into it. Eli, normally we start these, you know, special review episode podcasts. We kind of talk about, like, well, were you a fan of Ant-Man growing up or what you think about, you know, Doctor Strange? But, I mean, this is this is Justice League. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. this is, like, if you, if pop culture. Yeah. You know, this is, you know. If you're not a fan, go watch something else. <laughs> exactly. So Everybody, you should know whether or not that you're emotionally yeah. invested in the Justice League or not. Everybody like knows. A, who so, so let me ask you this, Eli. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What is your earliest memory of Justice League? Oh, probably, probably the Super Friends. You know. I was gonna say the same thing. The Super yeah. Friends. Everybody remembers Super Friends. You know. I mean, I was the catchy a, theme song. Yeah, I was a big Batman fan as a kid. You know, a uh, little kid watching the '66 Batman on you know every day after school. I was really into Batman, and then. You know, finding out that he was a comic book character and that he hung out with Superman and all that shit was like, whoa, it blew my mind. And then there was the TV show or the cartoon, Super Friends, and where they were all together. You know? So yeah, and I, that's the same justice. thing with me. Yeah. <laughs> the Legion of Doom, yeah. you know, all this stuff like that. Funny thing is, uh, with the Super Friends show, you know, they kept like revamping the show, and. Even though I don't remember, like, the Super Friends, Super Friends version show, you know, with Wonder Twins and all that shit like that, I, I do remember being old enough to remember the Saturday morning cartoon when it became, remember when it became the Superpowers, Galactic Guardians or some shit? Vaguely, yeah. Super, was it Superpowers? It was when Darkseid showed up. Yeah, and then they had the toys. They had, like, the figures. They had the toys, the right, right, right. So they were, the, they were called the Galactic Guardians. I think it was called the Superpowers. Well, the Superpowers, I think, was the name of the toys. You're right. But they changed the name of the Super Friends to the Galactic Guardians or something like that. They kind of revamped it, and where they really start fighting Darkseid. I think the the series before that they were pretty much fighting the Legion of Doom, but yeah. this one they pretty much fought Darkseid every time. They start introducing some new characters. One character, you know, was Firestorm, and another character was actually Cyborg. You know, was actually on this show, and I was like, okay, I didn't know who this guy was, but he was like one of the you know reoccurring characters on this show. Also, and they had Darkseid, and he had 
the evil voice, you know, with Decide next to him, and they was always trying to take over the Justice League, and you know, and it it was pretty cool. Even though they never actually called him the Justice League, that's why it was actually confusing to me when I picked the comic book and I saw the Justice League. I like, where, where are the Super Friends? Yeah. Oh, that's them. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I had to kind of relate them together, and it was kind of cool for now. But yeah, reading the comic books from the Justice League, and I started getting more information from them. But before we got to the comic comic books. Now, what was the next thing we saw in the cartoons about Justice League? Do you remember, of course, the Justice League cartoon? Oh, yeah, from like, was it the early 2000s or whatever? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like early 2000s, like I said, Justice League. Now, a lot of people get confused with Justice League cartoon because it was actually two versions of that cartoon. Basically, you had Justice League and then you had Justice League Unlimited. Or Unlimited. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They were technically they were two different cartoons. Like I said, Just League Unlimited had different animators on there, different storylines, even though it you know was together, but it was had a definitely different feel to it. Personally, I think, in my opinion, Just League Unlimited to me is the greatest cartoon that was ever made. Okay, well, I think so. I know everybody loves Batman, and I and I love Batman animated series also. Well, that's when I started I, I started watching it because. It was like, you know, because I was into, you know, Batman animated series, and then they did this Justice League cartoon. I was like, I gave it a whirl, you know, just to, you know, get familiar. I was never a DC guy, but um, but I got, but through, you know, that cartoon, I got familiar with the characters and that world and stuff. So, but, yep. but yeah. And that's the thing. Like I said, I I love the the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Like I said. It took, I felt like it took what, what Batman animated series built off of and just took it to a whole other level. Like, it gave me Batman. Yeah. It gave me Superman. Uh, the, I felt, up until this point, like the most perfect version of Wonder Woman. You oh, know, and yeah. then everybody else is so fleshed out of it. Green Lantern. Black Green Lantern? That, yeah. that fucking blew my mind. You know? And so all this stuff there, they just made it just an interesting cartoon. I was like, man, so it made me want to go into the comic books and read more back to comic books and then i remember that uh like for the actually for the most part of the justice league even though we all know batman superman Wonder Woman, blah 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 for a long time in the comic books the justice league weren't like that like you know when superman get, was killed by doomsday and stuff like that mm-hmm. it was like a bullshit just league team like just league europe or international i can't like booster gold and blue beetle type bullshit like that whatever in 1997 grant morrison took over the book and gave us basically the core justice league that we kind of see today so he so this justice league team we're seeing right now you can pretty much thank grant morrison for that he fleshed out the book you know gave us these stories that we used to now uh, uh tower of babel came from this storyline even though it wasn't written by grant morrison written by mark wade but it was still the same thing you know tower of babel so we get some interesting stories like that it kind of carried on from there with it became the premier book in dc where you got the new 52 justice league you know written by jeff johns and i'm gonna come back to jeff johns in a second because i think he his name is gonna pop up a little bit more more in this podcast we're going along also because Jeff Johns, honestly, with that New 52 Justice League book, whatever you want to say about how the New 52 went, that, that book was a classic. It was a modern-day classic. There is no other way to say it around it. Now, of course, comic book fans, we know it is uh, Justice League Origins, but for some of the casuals listening to the podcast, you may know it is Justice League War. Justice League War was basically a Justice League issue one through six adapted onto the big screen. They took some liberties with it. You know, it doesn't have the Flash versus Superman fight, which we'll get back to a second later on. But for the most part, it stayed intact. And I do feel like the movie we're going to talk about today did kind of take cues from Jeff Johns' run. It wasn't an adaptation by any means, just imagination, but I'm just saying it took certain cues from, 
for me. But yeah, like I said, comic book wise, I always I always loved the Justice League more than I loved the Avengers. I didn't really love the Avengers. I had moments of the Avengers where I thought they were pretty cool, but as far as like a team, Justice League was always that team to me. So now seeing this on screen, you know, it's like, okay, this is my childhood, and I'm thinking, so I'm just thinking the whole time watching the movie, like, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't yeah. suck, you know. But like I said, we'll get yeah, to that later. Now, now that I think about it, I think even though I wasn't a DC guy, I think as yeah. far as team goes, I think, yeah, I was more into Justice League than anything else because I was never into the X-Men or the Avengers. I mean, I just, I mean, I like characters from their teams and their individual so. books and stories, but I was never, once you put them on a team, I never gave a shit. You know, it's like you're getting your money's worth. You know, it's the like, OK, I'm, instead of getting this one guy, yeah, I'm getting yeah. a whole bunch of these other guys for the same price. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, like it's and I, 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 to a certain extent, I'm still kind of like that because like I, 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 you know, I like Batman, but I don't give a shit when he's on doing shit with the Justice League. Like <laughs> I like Batman in his own world. But, I'm you know, glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that because in my mind. I always associate like Detective Comics Batman and Just League Batman as two different guys. Pretty like much. when you read a Batman coming by himself when he's in Gotham City, like you know he makes mistakes, he gets hurt, you know, he gets in one-on-one fights with guys. Sometimes he may get beat, sometimes he may win and stuff like that. But you know he he sometimes does come around as a flawed character, but you know he tries to do what he can. But when he's with the Justice League, he's a cold different character. He doesn't make mistakes. He is flawless. He is prepped in. Is ahead of time. He's the smartest guy on the team. He can take out the entire team by himself. He could, you know, beat the shit out of Dark Side. Like, 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 uh, why are you doing all this shit in the Just League? You can't clean up Gotham. Yeah. Like, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? Talia Al Ghul kicks his ass and shit. <laughs> right. And Talia Al Ghul kicks his ass in his comic, but he whooped Dark Side's ass in the, in the Just League comic. Yeah. Like, that, that, that shit doesn't add up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but so I always separate them like two different guys because it just sometimes just doesn't really make sense how he's prepared for all this alien and time travel and dimensional borders and shit like that, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, moving past that, we're gonna move forward because, like I said, we're gonna get into the movie. But before we get into the movie, let's just address some shit that I did want to not talk about, but I guess we gotta talk about it, Eli. Well, it's it's kind of hard not to. When, it's kind of hard not to it's, talk it's, about it's, it. Now it's I do want to. I do want to. It's mandatory. For the comic book bullies, it's mandatory for us to talk about this. And normally it's fun, but this time it doesn't seem fun to talk about it anyway. But I will I will uh, preface with this. Now, look, we're going to address the box office numbers on the Justice League. This podcast is not going to be about the box office numbers and all, all the bullshit and the fuckery that's associated with the box office numbers. We're going to talk about the movie, what we thought about the movie, not what some asshole on Ain't It Cool news or bleeding cool or whatever the fuck is what they thought about it. It's what we thought about the movie. Me and Eli. Two guys. Two assholes. That's it. Yeah. Fuck everybody to talk about. But we're going to talk about the, uh, the box office numbers, address it, and move on. So, that being said, let's do that. Okay. Number one at the box office this week is, of course, Just Sleep. No shit, uh, so it number- did get number one. <laughs> Wow, that's how bad it is. Well, I was worried worried because everyone's saying it's a disaster because it didn't break a hundred million, so people are saying it's a disaster, it's a it's a flop and all this shit. So I was like, damn, did Thor beat it? I was like, oh man. (laughs) 
Thorne would have beat it number one. If, if it didn't even crack number one in his first weekend, just as a bandit ship. Honestly, if that shit would have happened, Eli, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. I just would say this movie. You would have went and saw it again just to try to get the numbers up. I would have punished <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, but guess what? Guess what number two movie was? What is it? Number two was Wonder. Oh, really? Oh, is that the new? Yeah, number two was the Wonder. New, the new yeah. mask movie or whatever? It's like. The new mask movie. Yeah, it's, it's that tearjerker movie. So. Yeah. Uh, if you never heard of Wonder, I just want you to know if you decide to go see this movie, bring some tissue with you. Yeah. You're going to need it because they yeah. say this movie is a tearjerker. So. Yeah, it's one of those uh, movies with a, a family who has a kid with disabilities or whatever, and, and you get to find out how, how cool they actually are. And, you know, as, as a, as a, yeah, par- as a parent yeah. with a kid with disabilities, I'm like, fuck all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all that. Fake, warmer, yeah. fake ass bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those different people uh, aren't different. <laughs> really. But, you know. Anyways. <laughs> so, but like I said, that that's the movie. And they then honestly they try to make it seem like a comedy. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying I've been mean, the stuff I've been hearing yeah. about the movie, they say they, 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 they sure didn't something. hire anybody with disabilities to be in the movie. <laughs> they put a, <laughs> one of those Esha Angel Zip Jack Efron looking guys. Yeah, they put yeah they put so, a mask on a on a on a on a cute kid and hey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what they did with masks? That, that that kid was actually good looking in real life. <laughs> I think he was banging J Lo and Anaconda or something like that. I can't remember that movie. It's been a while ago. But anyway, uh, number three, number three is Thor Ragnarok. Well, okay, that's. That's that actually surprised thinking, me a little bit. I thought it would have like still been on at least number two. That's what I was thinking. It's still been number two, but yeah, Wonder was just that strong of a movie. You know, it's almost making me think like did Wonder kind of dip into Justice League numbers? You know, as strong as it did. So, yeah. uh, number four we have Daddy's Home, Home oh, Two. Okay. Nah, I don't think it makes sense. But at the same time, Daddy Home, Daddy's Home never had like these huge budgets like this. So they probably made their money back. Who cares? Uh, number five, Murder of on the Or. Express still mm. hanging in there, and then we're just gonna just run through the rest of them. We have number six, The Star, number seven, Bad Mom's Christmas, number eight, Lady Bird, number nine, The Billboards Outside Ebbing. Oh, oh, I want to see three that. Billboards. Yeah, Missouri. I, I, what the hell? Is- I want to see that. It's made by the guy who made Seven Psychopaths. I don't know if you ever saw that. And in Bruges, I've heard of it. Never saw. Yeah, that's actually he's like, he's kind of like the new Tarantino. He makes these you know movies about. Well, Seven Psychopaths is about like these like gangsters and hitmen and shit. And same thing with In Bruges with uh, Colin Farrell and shit. They're like two hitmen kind of hiding out in this European town and shit. And then this is his newest movie, and it looks fucking funny and just dark as shit. Like he's really into like the dark humor, like ultra dark humor and shit. So yeah, the trailer looks funny as hell. It's got like Woody Harrelson and uh, Francis McDormand. Oh. Yeah, so it looks. I like. I like want to see it. Like if they, it gets released. My theater that I go to, I'll probably go check it out. So. Cool. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, and number ten is Jigsaw, still hanging oh, in there. Oh no shit. Yeah. Uh. Oh, number eleven is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I know nobody cares about that, but Eli, put a pin in that. Remind me about that later on, because I think I'll, that might come into play. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's what you're here for. Okay. Now let's dig into these numbers. Now, like I said, we have two comic book movies on the list, which is 
you know, which is pretty exciting because for a while we had no comic movies, so the list got kind of got boring. But let's go to Thor Ragnarok at first. Like I said, Thor Ragnarok is what Eli in his second week right now. Third, third right? Third. Oh, third, third week. Okay. Yeah. So okay, yeah, that I guess it's the third week. I guess that's not bad to drop. I guess. No, yeah. If it's been, yeah, I think it's his third week. Yeah, it's his third week on the box office right now. So it's okay. It's okay to you know be you know third in the box office. Like so, they had two weeks. Number one, yeah. that's cool. So number, so Thor Ragnarok right now is sitting worldwide at 738 million. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yes, it's rolling pretty good. Uh, like I said, I think we already said last podcast that it already was the number, the highest grossing Thor movie of all time last week. So it's still going on there. I don't think it's going to be a billion dollar movie because, like we said, there's too many other other movies coming. As a matter of fact, I think Justice League is going to eat into its profits to stop it from getting a billion. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but that being said, let's go back to Justice League. <sighs> okay. So, Justice League sitting right now is worldwide is at a whopping uh, 281 million. That's oh, what it's worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Yeah. So, it's worldwide. So, it's, it's not at 300, but like right around 300. Uh, domestic wise, it is at 96 million for the weekend. Like I said, this estimate tomorrow they're going to release the, the actual accurate numbers, but don't expect it to fluctuate too much from that. Like I said, it's an estimate. But here's where everybody is freaking out right now. At 96 million, Justice League has the lowest opening weekend of any DCU movie ever. Yeah. Now, yeah, and that's the problem. Like, you got to think about it. That uh, BVS almost doubled this open this opening weekend. Uh, Suicide Squad has a bigger opening weekend than Justice League, if that makes any sense. You Did know. Suicide Squad do uh, better than BVS on the opening weekend? No, no, no. BVS had the biggest opening weekend. Okay. Yeah. BVS also had, had the biggest drop off in like movie history for the second weekend. So <laughs> that's the yeah, problem where it came people in. People saw it and was like, I ain't gonna. Yeah, because worldwide, BBS hit like 500 million like, like his first weekend. Yeah. You know, and then just stayed there. Yeah. <laughs> like, once the word got out, then it just stayed there. Yeah. And so that's the problem we're having with Just League right now. So that's where everybody's freaking out because, like, everybody was predicting where the numbers would be. Nobody predicted it was going to be under 100 million. Like, Thor hit 121 million his first weekend. So we think, okay, this is Thor 3. We're talking about. Justice League, a triple A movie, you're thinking that it would be the top movie, yeah. but apparently it can't be Thor by himself. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, I think Thor and, just had to. And I think Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, Thor had that positive buzz for so long, you know, that I don't think, I mean, you know, Justice League still suffers the, you know, the BBS itis, you know. People were still like a that little. Reserved about it. I think that uh, also to help Thor, right? Because I think that trailer, that's probably one of the greatest movie trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, uh, did, yeah. they did everything they needed to make you want to see that movie. Yeah. I was sold. I mean, I was sold already, but I was like, whoa. You know. Okay. So, Eli, you want me to put this into perspective? Okay. Shit. So, Justice League did $96 million, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what Avengers did opening weekend? The first Avengers movie. Domestically. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't even remember. <laughs> Two hundred seven million. Okay, yeah, I do remember. Oh, no. Like for opening weekend. For open, yeah, because I remember like trying to go see it like Friday and I couldn't because everything was sold out. 
and then I had to go see yeah. it like Saturday, and I but the only seat I had was like like second row in from the front and like way down to the corner. So I had to like you know basically look over my shoulder to watch the movie the whole time. <laughs> so I had like really shitty seats that first weekend, that first time yeah. seeing Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, we, we can compare Avengers to Just League, but but I think that's kind of unfair. Yeah. Really is because like I said, five years in between like that. But that being said, like I said, we're done with that bullshit. Yeah. We've addressed the box office. We've got those numbers out the way. I'm pretty sure in other episodes in the future we're gonna come back and revisit this. But that's it for today, because right now we're just going to talk about Just League, what we talk about. Now, Eli, we have not talked about this movie at all, right? I, I don't have – I have no idea what your opinion of this movie is. Oh, really? I, I have no this. idea. I haven't I, seen you post anything about it. I, I, I may have seen you post other things about it, but not actually about the movie. So what we're going to do, like I said, this is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast, where first we're just going to talk about the movie, what we thought, first impressions. Then we're going to dig deep into it and, you know, and – into the nuts and bolts of the movies. But first off, um, Eli, just give a quick impression of, of what you thought about this movie. I, I thought it was fine. I liked it. Um, okay. it, was, it wasn't perfect, you know. Um, it had its issues. But for the most part, you know, I had a good time. For the, for the most part, I mean, yeah. I it did feel rushed. Um. And I think they could have expanded on a couple of things, but for the most part, I I, I was into it. You know, I, I enjoyed my, I enjoyed it. Okay, okay. I I, I feel similar to basically the, the same sentiment you had, the same way I had it. Also, I felt like uh, it was rushed. I did feel like it was enjoyable. Yeah. I had a good time with the movie. There were some flaws in it, and we are going to dig into those flaws later on about the movie. But we can, you know. Every movie has flaws. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, when I left out of that theater, I, I had a smile on my face. I did have a good time. I did enjoy myself. And who knows? An Avengers feel when I watched yeah. the movie. No, yeah. not yeah. even close. Yeah. So it wasn't that. But the, uh, that's something to think about is like, had this come out like four or five years ago, like would we, you know, who knows who how, how we would have thought? I think it gets graded. I think we compare it. I mean, it's it's hard to com- not to compare this shit. You know what I mean? As fanboys, right? So, right. I mean, so, and yeah. that's but at the same time, Warner Brothers is marketing this as Avengers. Yeah. You know, this is their Avengers, so it's kind of hard not to make those comparisons. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and plus because Marvel's been so successful that you know, just by default, we're always going to compare a DC movie to Marvel. I mean, just as comic book fans. You gotta understand that we, as comic book fans, we've been doing this all our lives. You know, we argue over which characters. You, you know, you can you can like both of them, but deep down, <laughs> yeah. But deep down, each one of us has chosen a side, and we have a preference to which one we right. tend to like more. You know, me growing up, I was a Marvel guy. You know, and that's what I kind of stuck with. And you know, sure, I dabbled in DC here and there, but for the most part, I was on I was I was a Marvel dude. You know, now it's switched where I barely read any Marvel comics. But yeah, I mean, I think just by as comic book fans, we just naturally do this already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So and, and like I said, I mean, that makes sense because that emotional attachment we have to these characters is the reasons like. Guys like us, 
we'll fly to these movies and see and pay them no matter what they do. Yeah. You know, because we are mostly attached to these characters, so that's going to happen. Uh, like I said, you grew up a Marvel guy. I actually grew up a DC guy. Yeah. You know, I was the only DC guy in my circle. Everybody looked at kept calling me that, you know, that DC guy where everybody else was Marvel. Everybody else was X-Men. I'm like, guys, you need to read some of this Batman stuff. You need to read some of this Superman. I'm like, hey, fuck all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, people, like, Eli, you know how much shit I got being a Superman fan? <laughs> <laughs> like, I caught hell being a Superman fan. Like, that's just some shit you just don't do, but I like him. That's what I like. I like the stories, the mythology of it, stuff like that. So, yeah, and and honestly, and I'm glad you brought that point up because watching this movie, that's what put a smile on my face because, yes, like I said, we're going to get to spoilers, but I will say to Superman, Eli, this is the best live-action version I've ever seen of Superman, period. Well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's me. So when I saw that, to put a smile on my face. So I, I'm, it was almost like, like, no matter – and that's almost to the point where I was like, no matter what kind of flaws this movie having, yeah. they did that for me. Now put a pin so, in that. Put a pin in that because I got something to say about that later. So <laughs> don't let me forget. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, that is the best live action version that I saw of Superman. I feel like because I've never was sold on Henry Cavill. I always thought he just looked like a, a you know a Jim Lee drawing, but he had the wooden characteristics of a Jim Lee drawing also. Where this version, I felt like he nailed Superman. He got Superman down. I was like. Finally, it took his ass three movies to do this shit, but he finally did it. So I'm, thank you. So the movie has its flaws, but they gave me that. You know, it's like, it's like sifting through rubble, and you know, you find the diamonds and like that. So like, cool. I, I was, I was enjoying that. Um, overall, Eli, this movie felt it wasn't me. Or did it feel like a two hour pilot? It, as far as like, uh, not being complete, you know, I. Yeah, I it mean, the, the the movie was so it felt like it was so safe. Like the yeah. plot was so straightforward, so safe. It just felt like it felt like um like there was it, the movie. I, I'm not saying the movie had any substance to it. It did, but it wasn't like you know Dark Knight or anything like that. You know they try to have these heavy themes into the movie stuff like that. This movie wasn't that. It wasn't throwing a whole lot of curves at you. It was pretty much straightforward. Bad guy from space comes down to try to get the thing. The good guys can't beat the bad guy by himself, so they got as many people they can to go beat the bad guy. They beat the bad guy, movie's over. And yeah. it feels like it's it, it feels like it's a pilot in an episodic TV show coming on. That's what it feels like. It's yeah. you know. It's, I mean, there, I mean, there's, it had the basic you know themes of we must all unite, get past our differences to unite against this common threat. I mean. You know, yeah. that that can be said as far as like any, you know, social commentary. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it, it wasn't overly complicated, not the way BBS was. I mean, right. it, it, you really needed to know the comic books to get what was going on in BBS, whereas this was more catered to the general public, you know, non-comic. Right. Fans. Even though there were some yeah. things in there for the comic fans, if you wanted to pick those things out. But it was like it was necessary if you don't understand this. Yeah. Stuff. You know. Yeah, you got the gist of it, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But overall, but everything you just named about oh, the good guys have to come together with superpowers and fight this big bad guy. Let's be honest with you, that's the exact same plot of the Avengers. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, I, and that's the problem. This movie felt like value mark Avengers. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. like okay, you can't afford Transformers, but we got Gobots. Yeah. That's what this felt like, you know. 
And and I think that's what kind of like stole everybody's son. It's like you said, this movie would have came out five, six years ago, something like that. We would have been a lot more impressed than we are now. But as of now, it does feel like they're, okay, Avengers did this. Check the box. Check the box. Check the box. And when it's all said and done, okay, we got a movie. But and I liked it, but I feel like I didn't feel like I didn't feel like this movie was as ambitious as BVS. Like I think BVS was trying to shoot the stars, like trying to make you know they were trying to make the, a grandiose movie, yeah. trying to make some movie where this didn't feel like they were trying to reach for the stars. Like they, they were trying to play it safe with this, like keep the plot simple. Don't, don't refer too much to those old movies. Don't plant too many seeds for future movies. Just tell a complete story. Keep it as simple as possible. Just have the characters interacting with each other and hope they can coast to the movie and get it done. And and like I said, they they aim for a C. They got a C, you know. Instead yeah. of like BBS where they aim for A and they aim for the stars, you like and you just got this gobbled, gobbled up mess. You like w- w- what the fuck am I watching? You know, it wasn't like that. Never did I come to a point in Justice League where I felt like what the fuck is going on? You know, I never felt like that because the plot was so simple. I kind of knew, get this, go here, go here, go here. That's it, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I wasn't bored really watching this movie like I was. There was parts in BBS where I was just like, what the, what the fuck? Right. So, um, and, and, yeah, and, and here's the thing. When I, at the theater, when I was watching BBS, I wasn't bored. But at the same time, I could feel the energy of the crowd dying. Like the crowd just was not into that movie movie in certain yeah. scenes i was like oh damn you know like you, you like you're telling a friend a joke and, and the friend's not laughing that's what it felt like mm-hmm. but it's right you just like you said when i was watching justice league I, I didn't feel like the movie was i wasn't bored with the movie any time i feel like the plot was progressing you know getting it in there and i tell you this eli honestly in my opinion i think the movie did touch greatness every now and then yeah i also i thought for a few scenes that popped up in my head and I was like oh okay the movie feels like it's trying to be better than what it is it feels like a that's a great scene that's a great scene but it's like it's like flashes then it goes back to mediocrity you know back to what it was doing before but and that's kind of like why I did appreciate the movie because I feel like there were some scenes in there and well, like yeah. who, and, and we'll, we'll come back to that also because we'll talk about the tale of two directors and stuff like that when we get to the spoiler section yeah. I mean but, the act, uh, for me the act yeah. I mean yeah I had no problem with the action I was fine. I mean, yep. maybe the ending had the, you know, like I said, going back to if this came out five years ago, would I react different? It's got the same old over CGI'd, you know, climactic superhero battle with just all this dazzling video game cutscene shit going on where I, you know, I kind of felt detached because of the lack of realness. Um, right. You know, there was no tension. But because we know we, we know they're gonna beat the guy. Yeah, and, and yes, it, it was like the same. I've okay, I've seen this so many times before, and a lot of those clips were in the trailers, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's one of the weak points, you know, as far as like for me, the the climactic battle scene. But other than that, the action was fun for me. It, it all came down to um, just. Not so much the, the the plot. Yeah, it was an overly basic plot, but I think there was just stuff they could have expanded on. You know what I mean? That's all. So. Yeah, I think one thing they could have expanded on was the bad guy. Like that's yeah. the thing 
and they get a lot of criticism about the bad guy because thing is, and now we're all comic book guys, we read comic books all the time, but when they announced Steppenwolf as the big baddest movie, I think all of us were scratching our head like, yeah, Steppenwolf, yeah, like okay, this was, yeah, like, this was their, this was DC's chance to outdo Marvel and not right. wait forever to throw in their big bad, you know, because who knows if we're ever gonna see him now, you know, right. <laughs> You know, That's they the thing, could, and yeah. Because Thanos ain't here yet. And <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's another thing. It did feel like that, okay, we're supposed to get Steppenwolf, but Steppenwolf has always been a throwaway bad guy in the comic books. Like, Superman can basically like, beat this I, guy by himself. I, like, never know? even heard. I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, why didn't they do, uh, what's his name? Caliban or Calabac. What's his name? The Dark Side Caliban. Sun. Yeah, yeah. like why did he do? I was like, at least I had his figure as a kid. I like, I knew who that was. You know, I didn't know who fuck yeah. Steppenwolf was. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just a rock man from the sixties. That's about yeah. it. You know, but actual character. Now, I will, I will say this: Steppenwolf had one awesome run in the comics, and that was it. Like one awesome run. That was actually about five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Remember when? Remember Justice League War, right? When Darkseid came down and tried to take over the Earth, right? Okay. And he sent his ass packing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was only one story. Now, going on at the exact same time, because the thing is, like I said, the new guys, and that's one another thing, the, the movie never actually really touched on the new guys. They briefly say it, but they don't really touch on it. But the new guys, so Darkseid goes to Earth, and he gets his ass whooped, comes back. However, well, even though Darkseid goes to Earth 1, Steppenwolf goes goes to Earth 2. But here's the thing. Steppenwolf wins, conquers Earth 2. He kills the Justice League. Like in the first couple of issues like that, he kills Superman, kills Wonder Woman, and kills Batman and takes over the planet. So the whole story is about like the, you know, the Justice Society, like Jay Garrick and those guys. Oh, it's man. about them trying to take the planet back. And they do this shit for like about 30 issues and shit like that. You know, a whole war going against this guy. So, yeah, Steppenwolf became this warlord took over the planet. And it was pretty Pretty fucking cool because he just came up and just killed the fucking Justice League. And I was like, oh shit, okay, that's the the only time he did any badass shit in the comics. Other than that, he was just a throwaway guy that Superman used to beat by himself, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. But in the movie, I guess they decided to go with it because they can kind of like make him any kind of way they want to. Like, people can't get pissed. Oh, he's not like the comics because nobody remembers him from the comics. He's just some dude, you know. Yeah. So they can reform and reshape him into any kind they want to. Now, as far as step. Wolf in the in the in the movie, some of his CGI was rough, man. It was rough. You know what it reminded me of? Injustice. Oh, not okay. Injustice One. I mean, not Injustice Two. Injustice One. Oh. PS3 version. I was gonna say it reminded me of that that Warcraft movie. That <laughs> I, I didn't see the Warcraft movie, but if you see that, and here's the thing. Now I'm not gonna say Stephen Wolf didn't work at all, because I think sometimes Stephen Wolf in the movie did come off as menacing. He did come off as threatening and imposing. Sometimes it feels like whenever he was on screen with a live action person, it took me out of the movie. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. But when he was just on screen, like by himself around some other CGI shit, he kind of, you know, he kind of blended in. But when they first showed him, and he first showed up. I was like, oh, shit, this shit looked like uh, definitely like a PS3 cuts thing. Yeah. Like it was no other way around it. I'm not even I'm not even saying that, you know, jokingly. That's basically what it looked like. No, you know. Yeah, but. Yeah, and for me, it's just the over CGI shit is just like, like there's that 
there's not that authentic sense of realness there. Like, you know, for, you know, why I respond to like Winter Soldier or Civil War, because there's actual stunts, there's actual people partaking in these action scenes. So when I watch just digital war going on, it's like, okay, that's not real. So I'm not as engaged. I'm not, there's not, there's no sense of danger. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, now, see, you're saying it, and I've heard that criticism plenty of times before also. Oh, this movie got too much CGI, too much CGI. I don't think too much CGI is a problem. I think it's a problem when it's bad CGI. Yeah. Or when it doesn't look convincing on screen. Now, let's go back to this. Eli, you always make the, the same complaint about Zack Snyder every single time. What, what's your number one complaint? The movie's too dark. It's a movie you can't see shit in the movies. Am I right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So let's 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 run with that. There's a reason Zack Snyder has these movies dark. To cover up the bad CGI? Because he does use too much because <laughs> he does use too much CGI in his shit. Because the darker you make these movies, the more convincing the CGI looks. Now, this movie, and we'll come back to this later on. I know it's a whole bunch of we gotta come back to him, but like I said, the movie twenty percent of this movie was directed by Josh Wheaton. He was co writer on the script and he had final say so in the editing room on this movie. Now Zack Snyder we didn't have final say-so in this room. So it was his decision to brighten this movie up. And the thing was, when he brightened the movie up, he did kind of expose the CGI. I guess. It was already rough to begin with, but when he made it brighter, you can really kind of see some of this stuff. Where it was a darker movie, you could kind of get away with it, you know. Uh, now, you could say that, but at the same time, you can't compare that to Marvel because, let's, let's be honest, Marvel got better guys on this shit. I mean, they didn't buy Star Wars just for Star Wars. They bought Star Wars for ILM. Yeah. And ILM are some some fucking magicians. Well, yeah, they're, they're the they're the ones who pretty much started it all. So. Exactly, they're the ones started it all. Like everybody say, okay, CGI. Uh, why did they CGI Cyborg? That doesn't look real. Do we, does anybody ever complain about Iron Man? No. Or the Hulk. Iron Man is a hundred percent CGI every time. We saw Hulk ass, and no one gave a shit. <laughs> no one gave a shit. Like I said, because ILM is some fucking wizards over there. They yeah. know how. To, to do this shit. People keep saying, people keep uh, spreading this myth that Jungle Jungle Book was a live action movie. No, the fuck it wasn't. Ninety nine percent of Jungle Book was CGI, except for that one little boy that was running around in the Titanic. The rest of the movie was complete CGI, but the shit looked so real, you can tell the difference. Uh, uh, let's let not even let's not even go with ILM. Who the fuck is working on these uh, Apes movies? Playing the Apes movies? Is that Weta? Are, are they from all? Is that it? Might be Weta. The Peter Jackson's, uh, the Lord, the guys that did Lord Those of the Rings and shit. I'm not Eli. I'm not even gonna lie. They shit on ILM. Yeah, that those shits are dope. You know? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck working on those movies because that I, I forget I'm looking at CGI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but let's just be honest with you. Warner Brothers guys aren't on those levels. And that's why people are complaining about the CGI. Because nobody ever complains about too much CGI in Planet of the Apes. No, that shit looks ridiculous. Like, the CGI is so good on those movies, you can make the apes the lead characters, and you don't think anything about it. Yeah. You know, because because not only that, because of the actors so good, because the CGI is so good in it. But the thing is, uh, just League CGI doesn't come up. And I think that's the main reason. And, and that's why I knew Ryan Tomatoes was going to eat this movie alive. When I saw the CGI in the trailer, I was like... That shit doesn't look right. That shit looks unfinished. It looks uncooked. They need a couple more months, you know, in the oven to get that shit right. And if they should be just at least this shit exactly how I look in the trailer, Rotten Tomatoes is going to eat this movie live regardless of how good the movie is. And that's exactly what the fuck happened because that CGI looked exactly like it is in the trailer. 
no. you know. Luckily for them, a lot of CGI shit wasn't even in the movie, so <laughs> I guess like they cut some of this shit, you know. But yeah, that's oh, how that I feel. shit didn't make. That's the thing is like I again like back to like what was all being cut out. It seemed like there was shit in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. You know. Oh, it was a lot of shit yeah. in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. But here's the thing. Can you really blame them? Because, so, like I said, some of that shit we saw in the trailer did look like bad CGI. So some of the worst CGI yeah, I saw like, in the trailer... Just like some of the... Just some, just some yeah. scenes. I, like, don't remember, you know, like shit with Cyborg. And I don't know. I just remember seeing things like, hey, that, I, didn't see, I don't remember that. Oh, you know? we will come back to that also. Yeah, we got that shit to yeah, come back that, to. That, we better get going, man. <laughs> <laughs> whole another controversy about that going on right now also we'll talk about that too so like i said we we talked about that because now we're about to dig into spoilers and dig into this movie so be warned but before we go there uh eli go ahead and, and give your score out of five what, what you think, think about justice league um i can't go quite four but i, I don't think it's as low as a three point i'll go 3.8 out of five you know, okay. A, okay. Ta- a tad better than average. You know? Okay. My my review on it, I was actually similar to what you're saying. Like I can't, I can't. It's not quite a four. It's not a three point five. In my mind, I was thinking it's a three point seven. But here's the thing, I don't do the the decimals. It's either it's either this or that. So since I got around, if I got around it either up or down, I'm gonna round it to a four point Okay. Even though on my mind, I feel like it's a 3.7. Yeah. You know, I, I'll give it. I'll give it that because, like I said, with all the flaws in it, it gave me Superman. So I feel like I'm gonna get more enjoyment out of this movie than the next guy will. And I'm just being completely honest. Yes, I am gonna be biased on this. I'm gonna yeah. forgive some things about this movie because they gave me the Superman I always wanted in this movie. So I'm gonna forgive some stuff where some other people might not be as forgiving on that. So the thing is. Like I said, everybody that is trashing this movie right now, Ryan Tomatoes and Chris like that, I actually understand why they're trashing the movie. But like I said, me personally, my opinion when I left out of the movie theater, I know the movie, I know the feeling I had in this movie, and that's why I gave it to the house. That's why I can't give it like a 2.5 or a 2 or whatever the fuck they're giving this movie right now. I can't do that because I had too much – because it did give me some awesome scenes and some fun with yeah. it. So that being said, now can we move on to the trailer? I mean uh, move on to the spoilers. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All right, Superman. <laughs> yeah. Let's just dig right into it. What do you think about Superman fight? Um, it was fine. Uh, I, I guess I had an issue with uh, how they resurrected him. Um, I'm not I, now. I'm not the biggest Superman fan, so I don't know if that's comic accurate. But all it's I'm not. going, I'm all I'm going, <laughs> is, yeah, all I'm going is is with where I'm referring to BBS, where. Yeah. You know, when they started to bury him and you saw the, you know, the sand start rising, that there was still some life essence in there. So I always just thought, well, can't they just take his corpse and throw it out in the sun and it'll be fine? You know, just like, you know, right. the nuclear war, you know, or the, when the nuclear bomb killed him, he just needed some sunlight. And he was fine. Right. <laughs> he just got back. He was good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that's what I thought was that. Like, there's still like, he's not all the way dead. He's just, you know, uh, you know he's just in rest mode, you know. <laughs> Right. So that's what I thought I needed like, to happen. Then they, they made this whole sort of Frankenstein monster thing out of it. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> What's that? They just, they just redid Doomsday. That's all they did. Yeah. And I'm like, what? The, what? It's like, really? Is that? And I and that that sort of like, I don't know if I was digging on that as much, you know. So that 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 was that was just a minor little gripe. 
But as far as when they when he first came back and he didn't he didn't remember anything, and yeah, that was kind of cool. You know, the little, you know, the 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 nods to injustice a little bit. You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I know you said not. I think it was actually a nod to to Justice League, like the the origin story we were talking about. You know, where where he did fight the Justice League in that one also. Okay. You know, it wasn't evil. It wasn't necessarily evil. He was just kind of pissed off and just like beating the shit out of it. Like he beat shot of Batman, Green Lantern, Flash up, beat the shit out of him. You know, so I thought it was kind of similar to that one because let, let's and I know we should talk about this earlier because okay, let's talk about the two directors. Yeah. We got Josh Wheaton and we got Zack Snyder. Now, Eli, could you could you tell which scene was Josh Wheaton and which scene was Zack Snyder? A, l- a little bit, yeah. I think um, that. That one conversation that they had when mm-hmm. the part where Bruce was talking about, let's bring Superman back to life. And they're all like, no, no, no. That reminded me of that conversation of, you know, between Tony Stark and, you know, Captain America when they're going back and forth in the first Avengers movie. You know, right. You know, the big uh, man in a suit. The you are. Yeah, the whole thing. And, and it, you know, and but also I, that was I thought that was a very well made scene, too, as far as, you know, the, them bickering and. Bruce Wayne being a dick, especially when Wonder Woman's like, you know, you know, you, you need to learn to let go. And he goes, oh, yeah, did uh, Steve Trevor tell you that? <laughs> and I was right. like, oh, she pushes shit. Ass. <laughs> and she punches and, him. And, right. and, and that's like, like the conversation with, like, really engaging. That's, that's Wheaton all day. That, yeah. is, that yeah. is Wheaton right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked it. Cause, but, but, yeah, I could tell. That was probably Wheaton. That, that's, that sort of, you know, ate the, the, uh, the same feel as the Avengers. But it was good. Right. I, I mean, I liked it. I liked the scenes. And I had no problem with it. You know. but, right. Yeah. But yeah, and, and honestly, I think that whole Superman coming back to life thing, the whole resurrection thing, I think that entire thing was Wheaton. Okay. Yeah. Like from beginning to end, I, I think that was all Wheaton. I think that that whole reshoot, the entire rewrite, I think Wheaton came in just to make sure. No, I want that scene in there, and I think he directed it, all that, and then after it was done, then it went back to a Snyder movie. Yeah. Well, the visuals. That's how I feel about that because the visuals were yeah. all Snyder. The, the, that, you know, Snyder, Snyder has always been a great visual artist, and and the shots and all that, those cool Batman shots of him coming out of the sky with his cape all out like a bat. I mean, all that was Snyder. I mean, all the visual stuff was Snyder. You know, and then I I just think yeah. some yeah some probably some dialogue scenes were were you know. I think it was a lot. I think dialogue wise, we did a lot more on there than we get credit. Then, you know, they went to yeah. credit on there because yeah. like I said, he was half, you know, they gave him half credit for, for the dialogue on there. And it's a lot of weedonism going on. It's not just the jokes. I mean, there was some, a lot of jokes now also, but just the character interaction, because like I said, Whedon is pretty much a master. Oh, at that. and then there's that scene where, where they were fighting. I can't remember exactly when they were fighting, but then, uh, Flash lands on top of Wonder Woman, and his hands, yeah, his face in her boobs some, or whatever, yeah, and then he jumps off. Yeah, and that was right <laughs> out of uh, yeah, one of the Avengers movies. Doesn't Bruce Banner? Say, you know, when Wonder Woman pushed Bruce after she said after he said something about uh Steve Trevor, somebody said you could see Flash in the background like running away when Wonder Woman pushes him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, say it, but that would have been kind of funny if they did happen. So. <laughs> But yeah, that was like yes. in, in, a, in one of the Avengers movies. Bruce Banner doesn't land, doesn't he land on Black Widow, like on her boobs or his hands on her boobs or something? She like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like, I know that's been pissing off people 
all the feminists who were all, oh my god, this is a step backwards for Wonder Woman. Oh, they, they showed too many butt shots and blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, Jason Momoa is, you know, all pecked out in the water and, you know, Henry Cavill with the shirt off. <laughs> detail for this movie. Like, every superhero has to have that, so they decide to use Jason Momoa for that, yeah. you know. <laughs> so he's the guy. But, yeah, that you can say something about the male gaze now also. Like, Wonder Woman didn't have it. didn't have, you know, ass shots and, and shot upper thighs, anything like that. And and Wonder Woman, but in this one, yeah, it was it was there, and it was obvious. You could tell that a guy kind of shot the scenes in there. It, it wasn't all through the movie, but it was definitely you can basically you can tell when Zack Snyder was shooting the movie. <laughs> and so, like I said, him and Michael Bay did learn from the same school. So yeah, whenever Wonder Woman was on on scene, it did look like they was framing her in a certain way, you know, to yeah. you know camera going up her legs and stuff and you know yeah, well, oh, like, you yeah. Dude, yeah. like crack with, you know crack somebody you know yeah dudes like asses That's, yeah hey whatever puts us in the seat yeah, and, and yeah, dudes like yeah women yeah. like so yeah yeah, yeah 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 well, there you go stuff, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah i heard it yeah you know. yeah so there you go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, like I said, that, that whole scene right there, that was my favorite scene of the movie, especially when Flash was running and then Superman could see him, yeah. you know, running the whole time, that, even though he yeah. was in the speed force. That thing was all, you know. Yeah, that worried look on Flash's face, like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Like a bunch of people in the theater would be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, you know. It's going to be like, I see you, you know. Like, all this shit was, you know, and that's the reason I want to put that in there, because not only do you have Zack Snyder's influence, and you have Josh Whedon's influence. You can feel Jeff Johns' influence on this also. Yeah. Like, you can feel like Jeff Johns was in the movie. And that's another reason I give credit for Justice League. Because I feel like uh, out of these three movies we've seen, I feel like Justice League was the first movie that had people in the room that actually read a comic book. Yeah. That didn't have have Goyer in there. Goyer was gone. You know, (laughs) Chris Terry. What? 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 Why the fuck did you bring it back to Chris Terrio? <laughs> it's obviously he doesn't know shit about these characters. You know what? He's Ben Affleck's boy. That's why. <laughs> That's the only reason he's here. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, you can you can tell that people were working on that people that actually know some shit about comic was working on it. You can tell Jeff Johns was in there putting this in there. Did you hear the Doomsday Clock reference? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean they tried to make it seem like it was sly, but it was kind of a weird line through in there. Uh, they want to take the doomsday clock is on standby. Like that's a weird line. Yeah, like, put the, I, yeah, put it on snooze or whatever. Whatever he says, yeah. I like. That's good line. That's a good line. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, that's a that's a shameless plug, Jeff Jones. You know what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> like he'll do that shit. But and that's why I'm talking about like the knives they have to just leave war. Because at the beginning of the very, the very beginning of the movie, you know, you had Batman fighting against the Parademon. Parademon explodes. That's right from Justice League yeah, War. Yeah, that you was know. awesome. That was dope. Yeah. I love. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what was so awesome about this scene? That it made it feel like it was a Batman movie. You know, it had the Danny Elfman score going, like the classic Danny Elfman score. You know, yeah. him chasing the bad guy. Like, okay, this is like a Batman movie. And it looked like the game. It looked like the Arkham games and shit. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was dope. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so it, it, and, and I like it. It almost like it tricked you. Like, okay, it feels like, you know, an old 80s Batman 
movie. Then all of a sudden, this this alien pops up, and we're like, oh shit, okay, it's not that type of movie, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're now we're in a sci-fi Batman movie. We never seen that. Well, we saw it last movie, but but it's kind of weird to see Batman interact with these space aliens, you know, live action. You know, we see the comic books all the time, but live action is still still kind of fresh, you know. So it's kind of cool for Batman you know, to take down his parademon and get to. So that that little scene felt like it was Batman scene, and plus. Wonder Woman scene felt like a Wonder Woman scene. Just like, like about that, they had her theme song going on stuff like that. And yeah. here's the thing about the Wonder Woman scene: everybody keeps saying it was a bank robbery. It wasn't a bank robbery. No. It was a terrorist attack. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck about the money. They just they would just blow up shit. That's all it was. And I like how they framed it now. And and I like how they did it because they could have framed that sequence differently to make it really resonate that it was a terrorist attack. And I think if they did that, they probably would have caught flack from, you know, the usual people, you know, oh, they're they're drawing on their from other answers like that. But the way they framed it, you know, they made it seem like a terrorist attack and Wonder Woman based took that terrorist attack of people just preying on the innocent. And I, and I like that because if there's a Wonder Woman, too, I feel like that is something they probably would address. You yeah. know. So like suicide saying, so it did feel like you. They did a good job of making different movies and combining them into one, you know. And it, I, I guess we okay. We got Batman, we got Superman, we got one of them. Okay, let's go around. Let's go around and talk about the actual characters of of the uh not the Avengers, just League. <laughs> Let me close this shit. Oh, uh, what you think about Cyborg? Uh, I thought he was fine. Um, he may have had out of all these new characters. Yeah, he may have had more um, character development than say Aquaman, because you could tell Aquaman uh, you, you needed a little bit more. What was going? On. And, even, and I'm an Aquaman fan. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 as far as Flash, they just sort of like stuck little bits and just enough, you know. But you know, I we know who these characters are. I'm talking about the general public might have a little bit more time grasping who they are. But as far as all of them, I think cyborg might've had out of these new characters, you know, introducing him, who he was. Um, I thought he was fine. I wish there was a little bit more for him to do, but he has a great ASMR voice. I don't know if you know what ASMR is, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like the, it's where you, uh, some people get like these tingles when they hear certain sounds and stuff. And he has this deep voice that's very soothing and relaxing. And I'm like, damn, if this this dude's solo movie, they still got this guy playing him. He's going to put me to sleep because his voice is just so, <laughs> so deep and what? relaxing. Cyborg? <laughs> Cyborg, yeah. Yeah, that's solo movie. He's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I said, they said that honestly, I thought that guy played that role. You know, even though he made the CGI on Cyborg was kind of shoddy. I thought he gave it everything he had. I really liked him. And the plot did revolve around him more. Because I thought he was more involved around the plot in this movie than it was in the comic books. Because Cyborg was pretty much just like, you know, Batman's bitch in the comics. You know, he he, he pretty much treats him like he does the Batmobile in the Batcomputer. He's just a thing that Batman, you know, Cyborg, hack this. Cyborg, do this. Cyborg, do that. You know, it was kind of funny in Cyborg's solo series. He talks shit about Batman. Like, Batman always got me doing this bullshit, you know. (laughs) But... In this, he actually felt integral to the plot of the movie. They gave him, you know, Patho. I love how they actually brought, you know, his relationship to his dad from the comics in the movie. Even though it was very brief, they brought it in there because he does, him and his dad does have animosity. You know, yeah. uh, Vic was always that, this brilliant student. 
but you know he wanted to you know play football be an athlete his dad always thought that he was wasting his time playing football because you're such a brilliant student you know you need to have your head in the books you need to be changing the world instead of just playing football because you're wasting your time doing that so when he got to his accident he made him a science experiment and you know they've had animosity ever since then so they had like a really really good relationship in the comics and i i love how the movies you know brought that to fruition you know yeah. they, they were also missing yeah. that was a great scene yeah. between his it was, dad, it was a great scene especially yeah. when you know he was saying like do you want to to meet the monster yeah. you're like no uh, you're, you're not a monster, a monster. What talking about? i'm not talking about me i'm talking right. <laughs> i thought wow i was like that that was so much yeah so so they really brought cyborg that they got they made great use of his powers you know because he was able to pretty much hack into technology and i thought that was pretty cool there they made him kind of like the brooder you know the brooding dark one of the team which i wasn't expecting that you know because he's always been like the up guy you know booyah you know he's always been the fun guy on the team you know yeah. team titans and shit but they made him kind of like the the group dark, dark loner, but it made sense, you know, because yeah. what he's been because you could say he probably had the most you know traumatic situation to get his powers than anybody else on the team. Yeah. So yeah. so I can understand that. Uh, moving past that, like I said, we talk about Jason Momoa. I do feel like Jason Momoa got the least amount of screen time, the least amount of development in the movie. Yeah, and especially uh, that scene where they go back to Atlantis and they. The well, that, that's the thing. Apparently, that's supposed to be his first time. I'm going to Atlantis. Okay, because I, I I could tell. Here, right? That, yeah. that was his first time meeting, you know, uh, Mira. You know, who they never actually named Mira in the movie. You know. Yeah. The, and why does he go to Atlantis? Like, eh? yeah, they you don't. Scope? Yeah, I, I mean, of course, I know why, and I, I'm a right. We with know, that. <laughs> but I can tell people, other people who don't know, that like, they would have a hard time, you know getting this backstory because I don't even think he was king yet. I mean, I didn't get the he sense was, that he... No, this is the first time going to Atlanta. He'd never been yeah, there before. Yeah, and, and him and Mira aren't an item. Um, right. You know, They're not an item. They barely know each other. So yeah. that that did feel kind of shoehorn. And of course, of course, they didn't have time to, you know, add more Momoa in there. And that's another problem with the movie because, like I said, they Warner Brothers mandated the movie be at two hours. Yeah. So they had to cut some yeah. from there. So. Which is too and bad I think, because – I think Jason Momoa suffered from that. Even though I think he was awesome in the role, we should get enough of him. Yeah. And yeah, so. I, and that was the thing. Is like I'm not sure if I bought him as – I mean I guess if, if this is – if he's not king yet and he hasn't you know, accepted the Atlantean heritage yet, then I guess that, I guess that works because he seemed more of like a frat boy. You know, than yeah. this guy who becomes this noble king who fights for two worlds. So maybe that's, I guess, if we're, yeah, uh, I guess I, uh, that's okay. But yeah, I, I guess I wish I didn't see him as Aquaman yet. You know what I mean? So. And that's the thing. Like he's not Aquaman yet. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like he eventually will will get there. You know. Yeah. Well, he's got at least he's got uh, to be like, <laughs> still evolving also. Yeah. Now, now let's let's move at what do you think about Flash? Yeah, he was okay. And I was trying not to be biased because I do watch the show and I'm so used to that portrayal and I like that portrayal on the show. Um yeah. he was trying a little bit too hard to be funny, I felt at times. I thought the same thing. I thought like, yeah, they they tried to make him the funny guy and, yeah. and none of those jokes landed, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was some jokes that through the whole movie, I felt like, okay, you're just trying to be funny, and 
I'm not laughing at a lot of these. I mean, sure, there were some general funny moments, you know, where, with him, especially like when he's at the end, when he saves that carload of the family in the car, and then Superman yep. comes with the, the building, carrying the whole right. building. <laughs> I thought that, you know, I mean, yeah, there were funny parts, but not, you know, not as many as he was thinking he was being. Yeah. Right, because I, I think they definitely tried too hard with Flash. So like, okay, Flash has to be the funny guy. And, you know, and I think they took away from his character because yeah. they were trying to, because they wanted us to laugh at him, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, just being national. Yeah. I think they could have toned down the humor and just made it seem like he was just this awkward guy. And I think the humor would have just came from it, but they shouldn't try to make him the funny guy. Because yeah. I think they could take away from it. Honestly, I think of all the characters, I think Flash is the one that didn't work for me. Yeah. And it was just because, also, did you see the way he was running? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was all the CG shit, though. He had a really fucked up run. <laughs> okay. Like, you got one job, dude. Just run. <laughs> you know? I'm sure he like, didn't have to run. Yeah, like, just have to CW pose. I guess he just had to pose, right? And the- I mean, yeah, but I mean, when he was actually running, he was like skiing and gliding or some shit. You gotta watch it again, man. His run was fucked up. Yeah, like, I, guess it, it I, took- I guess I do, because like, People were saying the thing about, I guess, Henry Cavill had a mustache that he had to remove, and I didn't know that until after I saw it. I was like, really? That shit was obvious. That yeah, shit was I, obvious. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of that, so I didn't look for it. So now I'm like, well, damn, maybe I should look for it. <laughs> like, yeah. But nah, Flash was like, the first time he did it, I was like, okay, that's kind of awkward. But maybe it was just something I went pinched to. The second time he did it, I was like, okay, something right here. The third time he did it, I was like, oh, come on, man. You got to <laughs> They can't run, and, and like, I think that's what the CW is for. Because I see Grant Gustin on that CW show, and he got like a, a runner's glide to him. You know, he got a stride to him. Yeah. He was not, you know, whatever the fuck this skidding, guy was doing. Like, skidding to a like a cartoon, like Wiley e. Coyote, like yeah, like, like you do nothing else. Find a guy to play fast that can run. <laughs> like you had no other job, just do that job. <laughs> I suppose like, that yeah. yeah. He, he I'm like, that, I feel like Flash didn't work for me. But it's like you said with that Whedon thing in there. Sometimes Flash did do some stuff that did work for me. Like, okay, like you said, he's never been in a fight before. You know, he just used to run his way. So when he sees Steppenwolf, this 12-foot-tall alien with this, you know, alien axe, he's like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. You know, I did like that say I did like it that Batman had to talk him into, you know, saving like, no, no, calm down. But you know what that scene reminded me of? Age of Ultron. With uh, Hawkeye and... The Hawkeye and Scarlet was Scarlett Johansson. The same Scarlett scene. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was the exact same scene, you know, where he had to talk her in this say something like that, you know, the mentor with the mentee and stuff yeah. like that. It was the same situation, but I did like that one. And that's the thing, Flash did work for me when he wasn't trying to be the overly comedic guy, because like I said, the comedy guy didn't work for him. But when he just was a natural character in the movie, he did work. So I did like him when he was being this scared guy that's never been in a fight before, even though potentially he might be the most powerful guy on the team. But, you know, he doesn't know that yet. So I, I like the fact that Batman is the mentor on the team and stuff like that. Now, as far as Superman, let's get back to the CGI thing, the CGI mustache. Yeah, uh, Eli, it took me out. I'll tell you why it took me out of it. The, the, the CGI mustache is noticeable. Because, remember, the very first scene of the movie, you know, when Superman is talking to the kids and oh, being yeah. programmed and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed it did. I looked at it. I was like, what the fuck? What, what the hell is up with his face? Like, because I forgot about it. They CGI'd the face 
I, I was looking like, what the fuck is up with his face? And they're like, oh, it's the mustache. Like, yeah, that shit is noticeable. Yeah. You ever see, remember the uh, uh, old Conan O'Brien skits where they had the, the mouth? Oh, yeah. T- <laughs> that's what that shit remind me of. I was like, no, this shit is bad, man. That's, that's some shit. That definitely need more work. But, on. Uh, yeah, but like that said, was, wasn't be, that like a, supposed to be like cell phone footage, like cam footage from a cell phone? It was made to look crappy, I guess. Yeah, I see. I, again, I didn't know that, so I wasn't looking for that. So I didn't really notice, I guess. You know, I wasn't looking at his lips. <laughs> it, was, it, it was noticeable. I'm sorry. It, it was. It, it was bad. And so, and, and then what I understand is why the fuck Paramount didn't just let them do it? Because here's the thing. Now, we understand that Paramount wouldn't let Henry Cavill shave the mustache. But here's the thing. They said they wouldn't let him shave the movie, but you, you do know that Tom Cruise broke his ankle on Mission Impossible 2 the same time they were filming this shit. Mm-hmm. I do know that. So they had to stop production on Mission Impossible, whatever this was, 6, 7, I don't know, whatever this shit was. Like, and, and Tom Cruise got fucked up. This shit is online right now. You can watch, he got fucked up. So they said they had to stop production for two months. So Warner Brothers told him Henry Cavill can grow this shit back in that time. He can cut it right now. He can grow it back in two months. Like, nope, can't cut it. What the fuck? (laughs) Warner Brothers even told Paramount, if you let us cut his mustache, we will pay for his CGI in your movie. Nope, can't cut it. Like, fuck. (laughs) Like, Paramount was just really being some assholes. (laughs) So, and, but at the same time, but you know what, Eli? Because I knew that whole situation behind it, even though the, the mustache did look fucked up, I forgave it. I like okay, I understand the situation behind it. I can look past it. Move on with the movie. So every time I saw it, I saw it, it was fucked up, but I I went in, I didn't let that I didn't let that take me out of the movie. Yeah. I guess what took, but, yeah. what took as far as Superman and getting back to my my gripe with Superman, um Yeah. And now after, you know, they resurrect him, right? Because they need him to fight Steppenwolf, you know, the you know, they only got so much time, you know, it's urgent. There's an urgency. Right. They resurrect him. They kick his ass or he kicks their ass. Then they bring out, you know, he bring out Lois and she remembers and everything's good. The fuck does he do? He goes to the fucking cornfield. And I'm like, dude, the fuck? <laughs> nah, what the hell? Like we got. He can't quick, remember. I'm like, what the fuck, man? It's like we got. I was like so ready to like as, <laughs> as far as that, the movie was moving so fast up to that point. It's like, oh shit! So we gotta fucking slow down so Superman can go mope in the cold field. And I'm like, and it's just like, this is why I couldn't stand Man of Steel and <laughs> and all that shit. Like, dude, we got asses to kick. What the fuck are you doing in the cornfield? Like, oh damn! And, and then, and then Lois. That's you know what? That's another thing I, I noticed. I don't think I like this Lois Lane. I don't. Uh, I don't even. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't like I, I, you know, I, every time she was on screen, I'm like, I don't care about this fucking chick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of same I mean, way I, like, I felt about the. Because they had to show the Superman was the heart of the movie, you know, so you got to have like Lois and Marquette there. I mean, you, you got to have it there. You got to yeah, have it. I know. And I know it, it, it but just like, it, because I was such, I was not really a fan of Man of Steel or. The, the boring parts of BBS revolved around Lois Lane and Superman, <laughs> Superman moping around. I was like, oh, like when that happened, I was like, oh, here we go again. Like, 
like, Come on, man. Maybe five minutes. It wasn't that long, but long enough to make me think of that. Where I was like, okay, fine. I got scene was probably like an hour in BBS, you know, <laughs> 45 minutes. So it's like, okay, yes, yes, all right. Because yeah. honestly, uh, honestly, Lois did drag down BBS yeah. every time she was on screen in BBS doing her investigative shit. It drug, it dragged the movie yeah. down. I'm like, like everything you're doing in this movie is filler. Like you have no purpose to move whatsoever. Pretty even much. the shit she uncovered didn't even matter. Yeah. That who gave a shit, you know? Like, okay, ooh, let's lose this bad guy. Like we didn't know that. Yeah, no shit. And you know? because he did some yeah. stupid shit no one cares about. You know? Right. That didn't even matter at the end, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so Lois had her moment in, in, in the science, so they threw Lois in. But I like Lois scene, but I also like that it didn't go any longer than what it did. Yeah. No, because they cut a lot of lowest scenes also, because there's a bunch of lowest scenes that's in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, I was just like, okay, this is like basically Superman was their secret weapon against Steppenwolf. Like they needed him because they already fought him and got their asses kicked. Now they need. <laughs> they right. Need, now they need Superman to kick his ass, and they finally get Superman. And what does he do? He goes and flies home to mom. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, what are you doing? Like, honestly, I knew that was going to happen. I, I just felt like that was going to happen. I was like, okay, they got Superman back. Superman's going to fly away. And they were going to oh, now we have Superman. What are we going to do? And I knew Superman was going to show up at the very last minute and whoop Steppenwolf's ass. Yeah. Okay, I did I, I, I did think that Steppenwolf was going to put up a little a little bit more of a fight against Superman. Yeah. And that, that might Superman be my, basically yeah. like, like, stomped him. You know? I guess that might be me on my issue with, with Steppenwolf. Or maybe just I don't know if there was a if it was a cut scene because the, the the scene on Themyscira was fucking dope like that whole battle and yeah. shit like that whole action because there he did feel imposing against the Amazon yeah and he like there was that whole cool like the the Amazons whipping ass and then when you saw the fucking army riding over the hills and like I was like hell yeah we're gonna get you know and then all he did was just run away and I was like oh man that's it right. <laughs> Because that would have been cool to see him, like, actually whip the army's ass a little bit. Like, okay, this dude is a formidable foe and can kick these so-called protectors of Earth's ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that would have been nice because I, I was like, I felt a little gypped. Like, oh, man. And I, and I guess that, there was that's, that was my feelings for some of the movie. For most of the movie, was like, oh, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? You know? <laughs> you know? So... So, yeah, I guess just expand, like, even if it was a minute, it didn't need to be a 15-minute action sequence, just a minute of him just, you know, laying waste to that first volley of fucking horses, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think, uh, Lord of, let me, like, open the scene of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. That's so I was, like, chopping through, like, armies and shit. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that would have been sweet, you know, because we saw him take out a little squad, you know. Right. And then... Here comes the army, and then he just bails. I was like, "Oh, well, this guy's a pussy." <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I get you over there, but at the same time, that, and that's why I say Steppenwolf did work because that whole Amazon scene, he did come off as imposing, did come off as threatening, you know. Yeah. And and I thought he worked then. I thought he worked at the end, like in the in the. In the tunnel scene when he was fighting Just League, I thought it worked then also because he really seemed like, okay, the Just League are not going to beat this guy by by themselves. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So you're going to need Superman. That was cool but at the same too, time, I didn't want yeah, to Yeah, the sewer you know, scene was dope too. Yeah, the sewer yeah, scene was awesome. Oh, yeah. even, yeah, so even though I wasn't feeling the Batman crawler thing that looked a little too 
crude. I think it's crude. Man, I, come on. I, I thought it looked like something out of Mars Attacks, you know, some really old 50s sci-fi robot movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like, come on, man, you got you're Batman. It could look a little. Can this paint? Can we paint it black? Like that, like, I've never really seen Batman use those type gadgets in the movie before, but in the comics, he does this shit all the time, especially yeah. Scott Snyder's run. Yeah. Like, yo, it's Scott Snyder's run, he made like a 50-foot mech. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked like that big, giant spider robot in Explorers, you know? Just as a <laughs> <laughs> giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like I said, Batman has to do something in these movies to get the edge, because let's be honest with you, and that's one thing I did like about this movie that a lot of people didn't like about it. They made Batman the weakest dude on the team. Yeah, he was a he was kind of a dick too. <laughs> he was he's always dick. Yeah, he was that too. But at the same time, like he they they basically made him like everybody took shots at him. Like, dude, you are the weakest team on the team. You were the only dude with no powers, you know. Yeah. And they reminded him about this shit. It wasn't like in the comic books or the or the cartoons where okay, I made this part, but um, my mind is more tactical than yours, stuff like that. No, they he get he got his ass whooped a bunch of times, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even when. And he took his shirt off, you know, and he had all those bruises from Superman fucking him up. You know, one of them was like, are you sure you want to keep doing this? You know, may- maybe you need to call it quits, you know. But at the same time, but the thing is, Batman knows that he's the only person that can keep this team together until Superman can go back. He has to be the one to keep this guy together because he's the only one experienced and knows how to, you know, lead a team. The rest of these guys, you know, have no direction and no, no purpose that without him, they don't they won't know what to do. Yeah. So, so he knows he's not the guy to, to lead us. He's the leader the team deserves, not the lead, to lead the team needs. Yeah. Yeah, that makes any sense. But And that's why I needed Superman to come back. But yeah, I just wish that Superman wasn't just one punch man in this shit, where actually, you know, it was actually a fight between him and Steppenwolf, you know. But I didn't look like he used freeze breath. He finally, took him three moves to use freeze breath, but he finally used freeze breath. <laughs> so it took forever. No. Okay. Now I said, we talked about all that. Let's talk about let's talk about the the end credit scenes okay yeah yeah let's talk about the end credit or scenes or the beginning so, credit scenes i mean i thought the beginning credit scenes were really good too but we can talk about the end yeah what was the, um which one was that well the where they play that song everybody knows which is a a cover of, of leonard cohen I don't know, for those who don't know who leonard cohen is he's like an old poet writer from the 50s 60s the beat you know the beatnik generation with the Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg and, you know, that whole jazz beats poetry scene. He was from that era. And then he became, he ended up writing songs and became a, you know, became a singer. And he wrote these sort of like jazzy tunes. And he has a song called Everybody Knows, um, which is a great song. And they covered it. Whoever, they, they did a cover it for this movie. And it was played over the beginning credit scenes of, of, of Justice League. Um, Didn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, now, the funny thing about this is that he passed away like a couple days after Trump won the election. So, okay. and, it, and if you kind of remember how it was, you know, at those first couple days, you know, there was like this turbulence in the air and this sense of hopelessness, you know, and then. Right. Leonard, yeah. 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 Leonard. Yeah. Leonard Cohen passes away. And the first song by him that I listened to was this song, Everybody Knows. You know, and it's got some great lyrics because he was a poet, you know, you know, the war is over. The good guys lost. You know, everybody knows, you know. So and I and I remember at the time I got really bummed out, you know, after what was going on in the world. And, you know, 
And like, cause yeah, there was a sense of uncertainty, you know, maybe this was the final catalyst to the apocalypse, you know, <laughs> this is the right. dawn of the apocalypse, you know? So when I heard that song at the beginning of this, of the credits in justice league, and there's all that montage of Superman's funeral, and you get a sense of this hopelessness and uncertainty of that world, you know, that the world was yeah. going through at the time. And they're trying to make sense of this new age of heroes and aliens. And in that moment, I, yeah. I, I, I that's the first thing they say Superman did. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I finally got what Zack Snyder was trying to say, you know, with all these movies that this is a world in desperate need of saving, that they need hope and liberty and justice and all that shit. And the song right. over that credit scene really drove that idea. And it set up this universe and set up the state that the world was in. And in just two minutes, it, it, it set it all up. And that's what I mean, what great filmmaking is. In just two minutes of this song, you know, you got that idea. You didn't need a three hours director's cut or a long, drawn out exposition scene of people talking shit. This was just great filmmaking, just music over a collection of montages, over of moving images. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we, we live in a world without a savior. And right yeah. now, now, they live in a world without a savior. Yeah. And that's what the art of filmmaking can do, because you can't. Because a comic book can't do, you can't hear a comic book. You know, you can't right. listen to a comic book. You can't hear a painting or you can't listen to a still photograph. But you do that right. with Limitations of the media. Right. Yeah, you mm -hmm. have these two, these other tools, music and sound and visuals to create these ideas, to convey these themes. And they did that with that opening sequence, which I thought was great. You know, I mean, yeah, the fight scenes were cool. All the superhero shit was cool. And, you know, that was to be expected. But what I didn't expect was to be moved by a song in the opening credits of a comic book movie that was ba making a comment on these uncertain times of our world today. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and that's why, and that's one reason why Steppenwolf is actually invading right now, because he's saying because, because the world is so fucked up, because there is no savior, this is the perfect time to take over. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, so. I so, thought that was, that was pretty cool, too, yeah. So, uh, but, like I said, back to the ending, ending credits things. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible things, stingers. Um, well, it was cool to see. Uh, well, the first one was comedy, you know, Superman and Flash, yeah. you know, doing the race. And, and it, it was a Nazi comic, so I'm yeah. like, that's yeah, pretty cool, you know. Um, uh, the second yeah. one was cool, but we because we don't know what's happening with this. CEU, it's gonna be a tragedy if we don't get the see. I feel like it's the, yeah, it's that you know with Green Lantern when Sinestro becomes get the yellow ring. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's just what we saw. Like yeah, yeah. or like in in Masters of the Universe when Skeletor comes back <laughs> yeah. at the end. Yeah, that's what we're getting. Like this shit ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah, but it was cool. It was cool seeing Lex Luthor. You know that, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Jesse Eisenberg did seem like he was more reserved and pulled back in that scene and more more assertive in that scene. I like he he felt like Lex Luthor right then. Yeah, yeah. He just got you know. I would like if they if he would have played that he would have gave me that performance in BVS, I would have had no problem with him. Yeah, he just needed to go to prison for a couple of years to you know harden up. <laughs> right, <laughs> get the bitch out of him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then he sees uh, Deathstroke and he said, "We need to lead of our league of our own." So, I, obviously, then. Hinting at that Lex Luthor and Deathstroke are going to make the Legion of Doom. Eh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the uh, Warner Brothers look at the numbers like, okay, we might need to go a different direction. Because hey, here's the thing. You know, when first they came up with Steph Wolf, it didn't make it seem like they were going to lead towards Dark Side. I don't think they're going in the direction. 
Yeah. I think they try to make this set up like, oh, no, this is just a one shot thing. We're not doing like uh, Marvel did where they're going to build the Thanos. Nah, this is just one time thing. We're going to move on to something else. So I don't I don't feel like this movie was setting up towards Dark Side. Yeah. So I feel like it was they try to make it seem like it was on separate thing, make a pilot and then kind of get the reception, then see where to go from here. Because remember, they already said that Flashpoint is dependent on what Justice League does. Yeah. You know, so they might just cancel Flashpoint. They might just say, fuck Flashpoint, you know. So I don't know. Uh, but that being said, Eli, yeah. what did you think? What, what themes did you get to move? Like, what did you think Justice League was trying to say? I know you, you dug into, you know, the Linda Cohen you know, song, but what other themes did you think the movie was trying to touch on? Um, I guess, yeah, the, I, the same, the same things I said before, as far as like trying to unify all these different people to sort of, you know, take on a common threat, you know, sort of yeah. also acknowledge that a threat is coming. Cause you have that as far as environmental, you know, issues and shit like that. No one seems to pay attention to, you know, how fucked up the environment is. I mean, yeah, me being right. native, my reservation is an oil, you know, a pipeline broke right outside my reservation, you know. So, so there's, you know, people yeah. keep putting these issues on the back burner, not paying attention to them, but they are a threat. And that's basically but it's what Bruce Wayne's trying to do. Yeah. Batman had convinced them yeah. of the threat. They didn't want yeah. to believe the threat at first. Yeah, and that's yeah. basically kind of what he was trying to do. He was trying to convince people that, you know, not only agree that there's a threat coming, but then do something about it. And I think that was actually a strong thing. And I think that's where this movie does separate from Avengers because I felt Avengers theme was basically was a bunch of alpha males in the room trying to work together. Yeah. This movie wasn't that. This wasn't a bunch of alpha males in the room. This movie felt like it was a bunch of millennials that had a whole bunch of potential and had all these superpowers and just sat on their ass all day. Yeah. Like what does Cyborg do? Sit in the house all yeah. day, even though he got all these crazy ass powers. Yeah. What if well, Flash yeah, do? All these social justice job, yeah. Which, all these social justice yeah. warriors sitting on their computer complaining about all the injustices of the world, but not actually exactly. doing anything about it. You know, <laughs> you know, right. Pray for Houston. You know, instead yeah. of getting gas out there and doing something for Houston, yeah. you know, that, that whole thing, you know. Bitching at everybody uh, else for not being as woke as they are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or, or, uh, like, you, like your boy Aquaman just sat on his ass all day. Like I said, he'd never been in Atlantis before. Yeah. You know, Batman was telling him, yeah, shit is coming. You know, Superman dab on my side. He was like, yeah, Superman dead by yourself. That's the main reason I'm not going to go with your ass. <laughs> you get motherfuckers killed left and right, you know. Yeah. So even Wonder Woman, even though Wonder Woman in the same situation is, ah, but it's the same way that she did have, like, a complacency about herself. Yeah, it's like you, you – know, Even though she is trying – You've been sitting you know, on your ass for 100 years. What the fuck are you exactly. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's what, that's what Batman was trying to get on her ass about. He was like, damn – you nobody ever heard of you. You know, you got all these crazy ass powers. You just as strong as Superman. No, it hurt it because you're sitting on your ass all day. You know, Superman did go out there and do something. You know, he was a big. He got as much power. He got more power than you guys, and he did something about it. Batman has no powers, but he goes out and do something about it. And that's that's what he was trying to do with these guys. You know, trying to get trying to get them out of that complacent mode. You know, trying to make them live up to their potential. And I. And that's why people keep complaining about why they didn't flesh out this character, why they didn't get each, get each character a movie. The other three characters didn't need movies at this time because the whole point of this movie was to turn them into superheroes. Yeah. You know, Batman is going to get them to that to that level to get a superhero. Because basically before the Just League movie, they weren't. They just sat on their ass and that was it. You know, now you can give a movie after this because they've got to the point now where they, okay, they know they have a purpose. They know that, you know, the world is 
bigger than their little room and their little area that they sit in. They have to go out and do something about it. So now you can give them movies. But before then, it would have made no sense to get the movies. Uh, and that's what Flash's dad was trying to tell him. Like, you need to do something with your life. You know, yeah. like until you do something with your life, don't come see me again. You know, because I'm he, he felt like that he was holding him back. Yeah. You know, even though he was trying to get. So it, and I think that was he was applying for the, you know, he was applying for the lad for the for the crime for what he ends up doing. But he was like, no, right. you got to not. And that was a nice little nod. Like, no, quit. That that really adds to the character. Like, why? Yeah. Why he actually starts becoming a, you know, a, uh, the forensic experts or whatever the shit that Barry Allen does. That because he's right. trying to clear his dad's name. You know, so. Right. Like they hit it, uh, reverse flash, but they don't actually say it. But we all know it was reverse flash. They did the bullshit, you know. Yeah. If you if you read the comics and watch TV show, you know that story. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that's the whole point behind that. So I actually liked it, and I I think that point, I think that theme was missed over a lot of people. I think they comparing it so much to Avengers, the thing is Avengers like that. I think that whole thing just flew over their head. That that was the message of the movie. It wasn't about come together right now. It wasn't about that. It was about Potential. Live up to your potential. Uh, if you had more power, more responsibility, if you want to put it like that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have this power, do something with the power. Yeah. You know? And that's what Batman was trying to show. Like, I'm the weakest dude on the team, but I, I've maxed out my potential. Like, I, I can't go anymore. I've done everything I could. It's up to you guys now. It's up to the newer generation because the newer guys on the team, they're the younger guys on the yeah. team. So. And he even said, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're not going to do it another 20 years, you know. Yeah. I think that was a meta reference to Ben Affleck, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but overall, and that, that, like I said, that's why I liked about the movie because I think the movie did have deeper things to what they were going with it. I think the character and direction of the movies was really good. Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot brought it. Uh, Terry Campbell finally gave us the Superman that we've always thought he could be. Well, at least some people did. And, yeah, throwaway villain, but... It's a comic book movie. Nowadays, that's all you get is throwaway villains. So, but he's not the worst. I mean, he wasn't Malekith bad. Yeah, We've seen worse than Steppenwolf, so yeah, you know. But other than that, that's why I gave the score. I gave it. I guess what I gave it three point seven. You gave three point eight. Damn me, like you scored, you scored higher than me. I did. I did. Did I like it better than you? And I didn't. Yeah. And I hated the, that one scene. I'm in shocked. Super, the one Superman scene I hated. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna because I, I, I thought you. Were, to tear this movie apart. I really did. No, I, I thought I thought this whole podcast was gonna be my me defending this movie, <laughs> where you're just shitting on this movie the entire time. No, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was going in think, well, you know, fucking Rotten Tomatoes. This movie sucks. So I went thinking, well, yep. okay, is this gonna suck? I hope it doesn't suck. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> contrary to popular belief, I yeah, I, I don't want to see a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie you paid for, you know? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't expect it to suck i you know i i don't yeah you know and just because i wanted this the movie a li- to be a little bit longer just to flesh out some character shit doesn't mean like oh yeah. and you, honestly you, you didn't good. like you didn't like bbs because it was so long so what the fuck you fucking piece of shit you stupid fuck <laughs> fuck you go die you stupid mexican fucking piece of shit <laughs> Hey, that's another thing. Uh, Eli, I'm, I'm hearing this narrative that we're going to eventually address, uh, not this episode, but other issues, that we're starting to see this revival of BVS, that people are trying to make it seem like BVS is like some kind of good movie now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. But <laughs> it's, well, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not, I'm, I'm, that. I'm seeing it. it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. right now on the internet about that shit. I, try, I, I tried to. After seeing Wonder Woman, 
this past summer. Yeah. I was like, damn, I'm going to watch BBS because Wonder Woman's in that shit. And then I remember, damn, she don't show up for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh. The first two hours of Superman moping around and shit. <laughs> like, just fast forward to the first two and a half hours get right to Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, that's what's going to happen, Eli. I'm, I'm, I can already see the future. Fans are going to battle over which is better, BVS or uh, uh, Just League. Now, I'm going to say right now, now I know we know the top five. I'm not going to worry about that. Look, Justice League is better than BVS, better than Man of Steel, better than Suicide Squad. That, I don't, if you argue against that, you're fucking smoking crack. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 it's I agree than, with that. I think I, I still like Wonder Woman the best. But I Wonder Woman is best. Wonder Woman is best because it's, it's, the, it's the most cohesive movie they made. Yeah. You know, it's the most complete movie. It, it, that's the thing. Just League did feel like it kind of rambled around, could have been longer, where it felt like Wonder Woman had the least amount of studio interference with it. Yeah. So that's why I say Wonder Woman's still the best movie. But those other movies, no, Just League is better than those movies. So you're hearing a lot of people saying right now that BVS is the better movie and Just League is let down. Like, no, no, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, Just League is the better movie. <laughs> BBS is bullshit. You're trying, so, you're trying way too fucking hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> is so, and and I think Rotten Tomatoes has convinced people that the movie sucked. I think the box office numbers have convinced people to move. Here's the thing: when okay, the movie, let's say Friday, people were coming out of the movie Friday and were saying this is the greatest movie of all time. It wasn't. I was like, calm down. Not the best movie ever. It's a good movie. No, no, it's the best movie ever. It's a good movie. I I saw people online defending the movie before they even saw the movie. Yeah. Don't keep on tomatoes. Believe the movie you want to. This movie's gonna be great. Yeah. And then saw the movie and shitted on it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people. Oh, you've got. You already made up your mind that you're not gonna like this movie. Well, you already made up your mind that you're gonna like the movie. So, exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> even seen it. <laughs> you know, but hey, for the most, but one thing I noticed. You know, and this is another reason why I like the begin, the very opening sequence and how it just set everything up. What's actually beautifully that whole thing with the kids talking to Superman and all that shit and asking. And that that, that scene was needed. That scene was needed because we need to understand what Superman meant to this world because yes didn't do that. Yeah. What what what's the best thing about planet Earth? And he had to think of something and he doesn't reveal it. But still, you know, that was such a great scene. And then I come out of the movie theater and I go take a piss. And I see these two little kids. They were probably like 10 or 11. And they're like, Taco, did you like it? Yeah, it was cool. Have you ever read the comics? Oh, yeah. And they were just these two kids just talking about the movie, how cool it was. And I was like, well, there you go. Right there. That's, and that's what these movies that's are what it's fucking about. You know, you, <laughs> that's what it's about, right. Yeah. It's just, you know, kid, these kids have this childlike wonder and, and optimism and, of the world and you know, before we becomes before we become adults and fuck everything up and suck the fun out of everything, like what we're doing on the fucking internet. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, that that's when I was like, yeah, these kids like the movie, and there you go. That's the thing because I felt like you couldn't take a kid to go see BBS. Yeah, I think the movie was too boring for you, but I think you can take a kid to go see Justice League, and they will enjoy themselves. Yeah, whether you like this version. Of Superman or not, or this version of Aquaman or not, or this version of Batman or not, some kid is seeing it for the first time and thinking, "Oh, that's some cool shit." I'm gonna, I'm gonna become right. a Batman fan for life. You know what I mean? 
I want to know more about these characters. Where can yeah. I learn about these characters? Because and, yeah. and, that's how we got to it. Yeah. You yeah. know, we saw Superman in 78 or Batman 80 and stuff like that. We're like, okay, let me dig into the comics and see what else they have or find out more about these characters. And, and yeah, that's that's what it's all about, man. It's The, the Internet will fuck up a movie. That's, that's why I wanted to just talk about Justice League because, honestly, Eli, I think this is the last time we're actually going to talk about the movie before the shit show starts. Yeah, before, yeah. Yeah. Well, the shit show's already started, but I mean, yeah. it, before we have to address it, you know. Yeah. It's been and going so, on. The shit, so, yeah, the we, shit show business has been going on for the past year or two now, since BBS. But it's, it's really hit the fan now. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> now we're going to start getting this BBS versus Justice League war, or where the movie go wrong, and where is the Zack Snyder cut, and where is the Chunky XL soundtrack version i'm like oh shut the fuck up man like people don't understand that every movie has cut scenes yeah every movie every movie is like three or four hours long before it goes to edit room and gets cut down yeah they don't throw every single scene yeah, in and, there and it's funny because like those like bbs are like and suicide squad are like the only movies where i was like oh well we'll just wait till the director's cut comes down because i bet you that one's better like no no that's not what happens no other right <laughs> It weren't even better. Yeah, and it's like that's no other. That these fanboys are giving. Oh, the the ultimate version of BBS is way better. No, no that, it that's, wasn't. that's not how it. That's not how it works usually. Usually, the movie comes out, you go see it, and that's what you got. You know, <laughs> sure you can get it on TV just, later, but not like oh well, that's right. not the real movie. We're gonna the real movies, the director's cut. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 this is the real movie. <laughs> That's the movie that I paid to see in the theater. Yeah. That is the real movie. Yeah. I'm paying to see an incomplete movie now and paying to see the rest of the movie six months later. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. That's the movie I got. Anything else other than that is like some, you know, icing on the cake or, you know, whatever. I'm not yeah. paying for DLC or microtransaction for a fucking movie. That doesn't work like, like that. <laughs> oh, shit. Good job. That's a good one right there. Because that's – Honestly, Eli, that's what's going to happen with Justice League, and that's just going to drag the movie down even more. Warner Brothers, man, made this movie to two hours, but you know, like I know, they're going to release some Ultimate Edition Blu-ray version. The fanboys will be like, oh, this is the – oh, they're probably going to name it the Zack Snyder version because yeah. that's how dumb these uh, WB executives are. And again, the fanboys going to eat this shit up and say, oh, this is the real version of the movie. Yeah. Like, first off, the Snyder cut. there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah, the Snyder Cut. They, they want the Snyder Cut, you know. Mm-hmm. First off, the best stuff about this movie was the stuff Josh Whedon added. Because all, that's why it's better than those that other shit they made. Man of Steel, BVS, so dark, so gloomy, so depressing. This movie had actually personality. That's the shit that Josh Whedon did. The shit he added to it. If you got a Zack Snyder 100% cut, we would have been bitching about the movie just like we were bitching about everything else. Yeah. And then when the numbers start tanking, it would have been justified for the numbers to start tanking. So, I don't know. Like I said, I think we talked about Justice League enough. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we got it all out of our system. But like I said, uh, uh, speak now if you ever hold your peace, Eli, because after this, we would never talk about the movie. We would just talk about the movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Talk about people talking about the movie. <laughs> talking about people talking about the movie, right. <laughs> so, like I said, we have a bunch of other podcasts. Podcast on there. We got Eli with Geeks Abs. Uh, we have uh, This Geek in Comics with uh, Ryan. We also have Instruments of Destruction. Uh, we got like a shitload of Valiant Podcasts. How many Valiant Podcasts we got? We got Get Valiant. We got Hoodoo. 
we got Comic Cast. I don't think they have a Valiant podcast, but they talk enough about Valiant, so whatever. Um, yeah, like I said, listen to all of you. Listen to this long. Definitely like, share, and subscribe. Come back for us next week because even though we talked about uh, Just League this week, next week we're talking nothing about Punisher. Punisher, Punisher, Punisher. That's all we're going to talk about. We're going to review that one. That's it. So until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you later.